Good morning, my lovely people. How are you guys going? It's great to be back. Sorry, I took a break. Things got really hectic in my life. But we are back, and that's what counts. Alright, guys, so today I'll be talking about the property investment formula that people can start and use straight away. Now, this formula, you don't really hear about it. Um, you can only read about it. It's very not common for people to use because, you know, the people that use it will not tell you. So, but today I'm going to give you the secrets away because I want us, I want everybody to start investing and start living their lives the way they want. So, when we're looking at the property investment formula, the first thing is starts with A and it's called asset selection okay by asset selection we're referring to brick and mortar property and the process we work through to choose one over the other so for many of us it's far easier and more exciting to inspect the property either in person or online rather than inspect the numbers a physical inspection introduces a tangible element the numbers can't produce and by this we mean you can actually see your potential property investment face to face and walk through it's checking out all the nooks and crannies but be aware this touch and feel first approach has derailed many a property investors and is an urge that needs to be resisted there's nothing more discouraging than seeing the look of a client's face when they realize they have bought the wrong asset and have to accept the related opportunity costs. It's made worse still because they still they can't get their lost years back. So in order to make informed asset selections, you need to understand the macro and the micro implications of an investment. The macro relates to the economics and how economics is diverse and operates in a particular marketplace. So if you think about this, um, if you take a large diversified city such as London, New York or Tokyo, you'll need to understand the size of the marketplace as well as the attached um, scarcity value around the land because this will then be affected by the human interest, the lifestyle, the human behavior, the status and all these are factors. But the micro then takes a closer look at factors such as what makes an investment grade suburb, neighborhood, street, and finally the property itself. Taking into account things like the floor plan, plan, orientation, character, and context to the norm in the area. You probably think you're pretty good at choosing property to live in for yourself, but what's difficult to acknowledge for the amateur investors is that buying a property to live is simply a game of bricks and mortar. Buying property to invest is in a game of finance and there is a big difference and the two are not to be confused. Do not get emotionally in, please guys. It's not a house for yourself, okay? Now, if we look at the second one, it's location, okay? For us, it's never about the property first. Successful asset selection is always about the location. So what you do is you work backwards from micro to from macro to micro. A good rule of thumb is that if you're investing for growth, 80% of your return will come from property's location and 20% from the property. In other words, location does 80% of the heavy lifting and you get the cream from getting the property selection right. So if you look at um, the asset selection framework, uh, it goes with 
the state so consider the large area of first check out which state you can invest in when you start a state level you're effectively researching each city within a state and through the subsequent opportunities within the city so interestingly for optimal outcomes this may not be your own state depending on where we are currently are in the property cycle investors who simply choose their own state because they know it may be trading opportunity for familiarity don't let good be the thief of best. Instead, consider being a borderless investor. Determine which state is currently either in or soon to be in the upturn phase of the property cycle. If you're chasing growth or which state is offering desired rental yields if you're chasing income. The good news is that you don't need a crystal ball to do the history provides very useful guidelines to spot where you should be investing. Then you look at the suburb. So you go into suburb selection. You look at things such as amenities, including schools, cafe, restaurants, and other good lifestyle indicators. Also, just because it's in the next suburb doesn't mean it's not a good investment. Importantly, not all suburbs are investment grade. Choosing a suburb is all about demographics by understanding who lives in a suburb. We can determine the leading indicators that drive better growth and rental returns. So it's about understanding the relationships between economic activity, human interest, and human behavior. Okay, so furthermore, guys, you look at the street. Okay, you finally turn your asset selection. This is where you need to consider things such as the street's appeal, livability of the area, local amenities, consistency of housing, stock, street parking, general overcrowding of too many dwellings, high side, low side, elevation, etc. In every suburb, there are the A-grade, B-grade, as well as C-grade streets. We want to focus on the A-grade, B-grade, as the C-grade streets will often have flaws that ultimately affect the performance of our investment. So, I just want to give you a fun fact, guys. Um, There are 9.4 million dwellings in Australia, more than 15,000 suburbs, and 2,500 new properties come onto the market each week. Not all suburbs are investment grade, and of the investment grade suburbs, not all the properties in the suburb make a good investment. So the question for every investor is, which one should you buy? Fun little fact. Now, if we look at the, if we look at, uh, I've got a figure going on here, guys. It talks about property number by states. Um, it's pretty interesting. Obviously, New South Wales makes up for most of it. Uh, then Queensland second, Victoria third, Western Australia, South Australia, showing Capital Territory, Tasmania, and then North Territory. So, um, we discussed how important it is to consider opportunities outside your own backyard. Being a borderless property investor, and these stats are a great confirmation of this. Besides the obvious fact of the greater the population and density, the more diverse the economy, the sheer number here would give you comfort that there should be many opportunities out there. You should, you just need to know where to look. So it's worth remembering that even if you get the location right, but your asset is, isn't quite the best, you'll still benefit from the location factor. So we call this the drag up effect, but there is an exception and that's medium or high density accommodation. And there's inevitably going to be a far greater proliferation supply of accommodation in the particular area the scarcity factor is lost which in turn creates an underperforming asset return 
okay so if we go now to the next it's new versus old so the biggest mistake people make is getting distracted but we, we call the bling this is typically reserved for brand new properties whether it's an apartment in a boutique block or within a much larger development these buyers get sold on the shine of the stone bench tops and the stainless steel appliances and even things like that so-called depreciation they are wowed by the sleek display suites fancy brochures with headlines selling points and other distractions such as the five-star building amenities this is an inherent danger because what you're actually doing is buying the developer's profit line instead you need to see the bigger picture behind the scenes which will really inform you as the quality of the potential investment for example two streets away you might be presented with an establishment two-bedroom apartment in the 70s block that's still reliable and durable for around 400,000. up the street is a new shiny apartment block about to be completed with the bling they both have similar floor plans the same internal floor size yet the new one is selling for 150,000 more in 20 years time they'll both be considered old so your best bet is to opt for the older one of the two which will have a better yield return it will be the benefit from the uplift in price growth that will occur as a result of the new apartment changing the median value of the area so you if you buy the old one you're still going to get the the value out of it just just from the new apartments being built there and adding value the bottom line is that you'll receive a better investment return that will look that we'll like to call an outperform result so you know you can buy new if you feel the numbers stack up in terms of the price point in any given year we'll probably you can probably negotiate between as much as you can you know that you can go out there and start putting offers out so what you can do in a position to look for new stock will be looking at these factors boutique does it have a boutique unique factors it needs to be really scarce the size of the development if it's an important if it's an apartment is it a large or smaller development ideally the smaller the better and we would prefer blocks of 12 or fewer wherever possible um does it have its own title has the block been subdivided into a number of different dwellings make sure you can check the age and what's included on the title of the back courtyard of the front car space so as far as the block size of size development i'll get into another one i like to think of 12 and over and i'll explain that in another video it's very interesting um but anyways let's go back so what you want to look next is in character the location in which we buy will do most of the heavy lifting in terms of the capital growth return but you can also get an outperform result based on the property type as well you might be a bang on with the location but tweak things a little by focusing on the property itself by this we mean selecting a property with intrinsic character and a period style these properties have a real status element to them the owner occupiers love it they buy them with emotional heart which pushes the value up beyond a normal range these properties command attention due to the livability factor of their interior from the floor plans, ceiling height, wide hallways to the kitchen or the courtyard, etc. They create an emotional bond in exactly the same way as some people are drawn to a classic cars or expensive artwork for which they will pay a premium.